This is the best, 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 best practices in education and Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. We'll go down to Odyssey. We'll learn some cool new things and new opportunities. Because Odyssey is made of magic, made of magic. This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. And the trees are rainbow, and you'll see the corn every now and then because that's not weird at all. Welcome to Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. I'm Corey Adams, and I'll be your host. Today, we welcome Gabriel Johnson to the show. Gabe completed a BFA in literature at UNC Asheville in 2001. As a young man, Gabe pursued his love of literature in the form of songwriting by founding and performing in several bands and musical projects here in the U.S. and also in Dublin, Ireland, where he lived after college. As a teacher, Gabe believes that learning control of language is essential for navigating the modern world. He also believes that learning to appreciate literature is one of the most rewarding endeavors a person can pursue. Gabe, you're the high school director at Odyssey, so tell me a little about what it's like to work with teens. Yeah, thank you for having me here. Um, I really love working with high schoolers, particularly because they're still young enough to be curious about the world, and you can really engage them by sparking that curiosity. But they're also advanced enough in their thinking to really dive into some deep metaphysical and uh, meaty conversations that can get very philosophical, which I love to do. Speaking of meaty and philosophical, your presentation was about the integral model, and specifically you were discussing the concept of all quadrants, all levels. Can you maybe briefly explain this aspect of the integral for us? Sure. Uh, the AQUAL, the all, all quadrants, all levels, is really a visual diagram to understanding, um, really understanding anything in the universe, anything in the world. Um, and if you can imagine an X and a Y uh, axis creating four quadrants, the upper left-hand quadrant is um, the interior singular, and that represents the I. It's really thinking about the world from a personal perspective. Um, then the upper right-hand corner, that's the singular objective, and that's the it quadrant, and that's really thinking about the world um, from the outside, thinking about the world in terms of objects. Um, the lower left-hand quadrant is the we quadrant, and that's really about thinking collectively, internally, ad- identifying yourself as a part of a group or um, a, as a part of a different collectives or communities. And then finally, the bottom right-hand quadrant is the its quadrant. And that's really about understanding systems in the world, the objective individuals and how they interact with each other. Um, The levels is about moving through the different levels. So if you can think about um, Piaget's uh, levels of moral development, social and moral development, Um, An individual might move from the egocentric into the ethnocentric and finally to the world-centric views. And on the AQUAL model, that's really uh, represented as sort of a targets, um, 
with a concentric circle starting in the middle and moving outwards, the outer circle being the highest level that an individual could reach to. So those are a lot of terms, and I, I think I have the quadrants and the levels, but can you tell me a little bit about how those two interact? Yeah, so it's a really interesting way that the the quadrants and the levels interact because they're connected almost um, intrinsically that, that you really can't pull them apart. And this is one of the things that I really love about the integral model. Um, so if you're thinking about, for example, Piaget's level of social and moral development, um, a seven-year-old begins their journey thinking about the world just in terms of themselves. They're really the center of the universe. Um, and as they go out into the world and they start to see other individuals, they recognize those individuals as it, right? They're objective realities. And because of that, they get to see themselves also as an it and start to develop a sense of who they are, not just from an internal perspective, but from an external perspective. So they start to move through the quadrants in that way. And then they see that the it's of the world, the other individuals of the world are grouped, that they have communities, that you can group them in different ways, you know, teachers and students, male and female, um, and they start to identify themselves as parts of those groups. And so they move through those quadrants. Now we're, we've reached the we quadrant, so an individual can recognize themselves internally, externally, as part of a group. And then finally, they understand that the world doesn't revolve just around them, but that they're actually part of a group um, and then they get to start that journey all over again and see that group as something in the world and um, kind of internalize what it means to be me from the perspective of understanding those different quadrants. And through that process, they get to move up a level in, in the, uh, the level of development. Interesting. So you also talked about the idea of communicative action. Could you say a little bit about that now? Sure. So Ken Wilber, um, when he talks about the integral model, communicative action is kind of the mechanic by which an individual actually proceeds through these steps that I was talking about. So um, communicative action is a theory um, that was developed by Jürgen Habermas. And uh, it's really a way of arriving at truth, but a non-objective truth. So Habermas says that like two individuals come to understand a truth through the action of communicative action by communicating with each other authentically in an open way, being able to listen to feedback and incorporate that feedback into their own ideas. And through this process, really advance their ideas and advance what they understand about the world. I'm curious how these concepts inform the work that you do in the classroom at Odyssey. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So all of this is really predicated on the idea of um, holistic education. The integral model is a holistic model of education. And um, what that really means is, um, well, the term holistic comes from a, an even older term, which is holon, which which a holon is, is something that is both 
an individual and complete in and of itself, but it's also part of another system. So if you imagine like a cell in the human body, we can think of a cell as an individual, but we can also see that a cell is part of um, a human body or is part of a tissue that makes up the human body. So there's all these different levels we can think about. Um, and the same is true in education. We have to think about the different subjects. We have to see, think about the different individuals, the different learning styles, and all these are like holons. They're, they're complete into themselves. But we also have to think about how they interact with each other and use that interaction to advance our students through those levels in AQUAL and really try to get them to the highest level that we can in the time that we have with them. So with high school students, do you teach, do you use the integral model and your understanding of this as background that is kind of like a program that's constantly running? Or do you teach about it in a metacognitive way where you're asking the students to encounter those concepts and think about it for themselves and have meaning about it for themselves? Yeah, so I kind of do both. Um, Generally with younger high school students, ninth and 10th grade, I tend to use the ideas of the integral model and um, the AQUAL as kind of background, as you say, um, informing the way that I develop a lesson plan or the approach that I take given the individuals that I have in that class and where I think they are in their personal growth. Um, By the time they reach 11th and 12th grade, I feel like students are complex enough in their thinking to be able to really understand these concepts. And so I teach them directly um, about the concepts of the AQUAL and the integral model. We talk about communicative action Um, along with a lot of other philosophical ideas. Can you give some concrete examples of how you've incorporated the integral model into your lesson planning? Sure. Um, One of the classes that I teach is called Research and Design. Students have to choose a topic, um, research that topic, and create um, a very long you know, college-style research essay and then create a project around that. So A lot of what we do in the beginning of that class is really trying to get students to dig into an idea um, and it has a lot of circling in it. So this idea of like moving through the quadrants and up through the levels is one that really informs that process. So to give you an example, I'll have students uh, brainstorm a list of things that are important to them. right? And then they have to answer certain questions about those topics. They have to ask like, Why is this important to your community? How might this affect other people other than yourself? Um, How could this be used in a way that would be um, or or expanded to a global um, to a global community? So they really have to think about these ideas in context of not just the I or, you know, the the upper left hand interior singular quadrant, but really like think about it in terms of the other quadrants. And then I also ask them to explain those concepts once they get in a little deeper to someone else. So in their class, they have to try to explain that concept to somebody else and thereby get an exterior point of view from that. That person gives them feedback um, and then they take all that feedback and incorporate it around again. And then we go through another round of brainstorming on that topic. So really they're kind of like circling through the quadrants and I'm trying to get them to move up through the levels of thinking to get 
um, more and more complex in the way that they think about these ideas. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing with us about what you do at the high school level. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. So join us next week at Best Practices in Education to learn from another one of our community members about what's happening at Odyssey School. This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gargarian, and the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away in a cloud. Odyssey is